This is a Triple J podcast. You're put in this group with every single person that you've spoken to on a dating app, everyone that you've fucked, all of your exes, all in one place together. This is a really exciting moment because I have known Lewis through Friends of Friends for a while now. And I have always wanted to chat to you. And I didn't need Mardi Gras as an excuse. Mm. I could have just messaged you and actually been like, hey, what's up? And I've just but been looking from afar. As, a, as an admirer yeah, of the content, him. been seeing you around my feed. And I was like, who is this gorgeous man? He was like, he's so hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I was literally like, Lewis is hot. Let's get um, him in. Lewis Hansen, <laughs> Lewis Hansen, for anyone listening, is a writer, presenter, comedian. Uh, you're about to jet off to Sydney to host Mardi Gras, which is absolutely huge and very exciting. It's go time. It's go time, baby. Have you got an outfit ready? I actually do. So <gasps> I, I'm I'm getting it made for me from scratch. Oh. Um, so it's very exciting. Like ABC's costume department make everyone's outfits from scratch. Um, so I had a hand in like designing what? it. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit glittery. There's some skin. Is um, it? I cannot wait. Is this like Drag Race when they're like doing their designs and they show RuPaul and he's like, okay. We'll see. Good luck. But but that's how it feels because this is like one of my first like live TV presenting gigs. And it almost felt like in terms of drag race, the drag race arena, this is my like workroom entrance outfit, my first impression. So I need to make it count. This is how you're going to go down. It's obviously not going to be full latex. (laughs) (laughs) Because tell us a little bit about this special Mardi Gras and this outfit. Yeah. So uh, look, I've been to Mardi Gras probably like... Four or five times, but one of the most memorable Mardi Gras um, was the year that I decided to attend in top to toe latex, oh, wow. which in the moment sounded incredible and and fun and and a bit sexy. But what wasn't sexy was when I got to the parade and I realised that in latex you can't fucking breathe. Can I swear? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Okay, amazing. Thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> um, you can't fucking sweat in latex. So throughout the parade, I just felt myself getting more and more nauseous because my like my body just wasn't breathing. My skin oh, wasn't breathing. Pools of sweat under my latex. Oh, no. um, and then at the end of the night, I just about pass out. Yeah. Um, because we're at someone's afters and people came too and they were like, wait, we haven't heard from Lou in a while. How's he going? And they just like veer to me. They, they crank their necks. I'm in the corner in my top to toe latex, like passed out to the world. Oh, oh my god. god. No yeah. one ever talks about that in the, the latex community. I yes. mean Thank you. They look really amazing. They're phenomenal, like to look at, but like you see them walking up and down the parade with all the leathers and like they need more ambos at that point, you know, like around <laughs> yeah. them, like with the stretches ready to go. Or at least like some sort of like flap at the back to just breathe. Just like let breathe. a part of your body breathe. Yes, like a little zip and then all the sweat Ooh. just falls out like a waterfall. Oh, it was ho- yeah, you know? Niagara Falls yes. literally coming out from the pants. And the, the worst part was that I woke up the next morning on top of my sheets uh, on my bed, still in top to toe latex. Oh, like, you God. know, when you pass oh, out and you don't take off your clothes. Yes. Horrific, horrific. Were you so dehydrated? You must have had the worst headache as well. I was so pale. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, we obviously learnt from that mistake. Um, I've never been to Mardi Gras. Pip's been before. Mm-hmm. For anyone listening, give us a vibe. What is it like? What can we expect? It's so hard to describe what the atmosphere feels like, as I'm sure you can attest to, because it's one of those experiences that you don't realise how almost 
overwhelming um, and emotional it is until you get there. And then the Dykes on Bikes who who lead the parade each year, they begin, you hear the roars of the bikes and all of, all of the cheers. And you look around and you see all the families together and there's just this electricity in the air. And mm. I've always kind of felt the power of that electricity every single year I've gone. It's just so unbelievable. And for me, the thing I love most about is just taking to the streets. It just feels like we overtake the city for a night and like the, the traffic stopped and everyone's running around and everyone has like like cheap Prosecco in water bottles and glitter on their faces. And it's just this real come together moment, this moment of visibility. And I just love it. I love it. It is such a crazy celebration. It's such an iconic time of year. Um, you know, this time you're hosting it. Like, what can you expect there? Do you have you got like a triple A pass that gets you like anywhere? I think I do. Oh! See, that's what I've always wanted. Because when you line up in the parade, right? Firstly, hot tip: bring a little like um, fold out stool to stand up on. Because if you're not at the barricade, babes, you're not going to be seeing the dikes. You're not going to be seeing like all of the fun fair. Um, but with this triple A. You can just go anywhere. You can move through the crowd. Be like, move, bitch. Oh, you can get I'm on gay. top of the. You can get on top of the float. Move, I'm like, gay. Actually, <laughs> I might not be a part of this community, but like, I'm jumping on. Yeah, I got the pass. I got the key. Oh, like how far we've come. I mean, like most years, I've had to like battle for a milk crate because somehow yes. all of these milk crates show up and they're hot commodities. Everyone's yes. battling for these milk crates just to get a view of the parade from the back. And I remember those first few years in particular. Um, I just spent the entire night trying to find a milk crate. Um, and so it just feels like a really incredible moment to maybe experience the parade this year from just a different POV. Something that you mentioned yesterday to me was that like you bump into so many exes. <gasps> yes. Yes. So th- is that what people don't realise? It's like you're going to a party, you're going to this huge event where you will literally just see everyone you've ever fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. And it's it's an experience that I don't think straight people truly um, appreciate is the fact that we have these events like Mardi Gras where you're, you're put in this group with every single person that you've spoken to on a dating app, everyone that you fucked, you know, all of your exes, all in one place together. And I think yesterday I said to you, it's almost like The Bachelorette, except yeah. it's all the contestants. <laughs> all the contestants are just people that you've spoken to from a past life, maybe once or twice and shit's fizzled. Yeah. And then they're all staring at you and you're staring at them. It's like the Spider-Man meme where like the oh, Spider-Mans yeah, yeah, like, are pointing at each other. Yes. Now you'll be there with a microphone in hand and you'll be like, Oh, sorry, can't oh, talk. Yeah. Be, sorry, I'm, um, I'm why, just about to go live. Why I'm did you ghost me? Do you want to yeah. do you want to tell the people on air? On air right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see you holding like the earpiece and being like, oh, sorry, sorry, I've got to go. And sorry. You, you could get yourself out of like weird conversations in that way. Like you're on the job, you're on the clock. I think so. But you know what? I, I love it. it. It keeps me humble to, to bump into seven X's in one night. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, like, uh, I would love to know about, like, I guess your journey growing up queer and stuff like that. And like, maybe was your first Mardi Gras, like a real formative experience for you? Or had you come out like before then? Like, tell us about that. I came out, I think, a year before I attended my first Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 19 when I came out. And I think the following year I went to Mardi Gras. And that was really emotional. I cried. I went out with my cousin and all of our friends, my cousin's gay as well. And we were all just like hugging each other and crying because it is overwhelming, you know, considering that for a lot of queer people and a lot of uh, like closeted queer people, yeah, a lot, you're taught that a lot of your queerness is concealed and, and hidden. Um, and if you do express your queerness, it's in like nightclubs and rarely out in the open. So to be able to experience like just 
like the community on such a, a visible scale out on the streets, it is overwhelming because it's just something you're not used to. Mm-hmm. You know, you're used to like if you're holding your partner's hand to be a little bit nervous or like, you know, look over your shoulder. But to just see everyone celebrating themselves and to feel so comfortable it really was an abnormal feeling, the first yeah. Mardi Gras. And so that that was a really, a really special time. And I think, yeah, I actually, I always get overwhelmed every year now. Because um, you probably now watch it happening for other people. Yeah. Like you yes. see it on their face because I'm sure that's an expression that you recognise because you're like, oh, that was me having my queerness validated and not even validated but celebrated on such a huge level and I spoke to you yesterday about this Lewis about how I I went to like my I, I've never done Sydney Mardi Gras but I went to New York and did like Pride Month and it was the biggest experience like I just I'm still like in awe of what I went through it was like block after block after block after block after block in this like major city of every single person ever there like all Mm. walks of life like people that you would look at and be like oh they're probably racist or homophobic were there like carrying rainbow flags and Mm -hmm. you know and I spoke to you about this and you said yeah well well, my parents did that and they went to New York Pride before I even went to my first Mardi Gras really yeah oh that's so cool they 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 went to New York um I think a few months after I had come out um, and so while they were over there, it was New York pride and they, I think they felt a sense of, you know, responsibility, like our son's just come out. Um, they were doing market research. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so they like pushed to the front row. They had their little yeah. flags with them. They were taking photos and sending it to me back home. Oh. And it was honestly so sweet and cute. Um, but I was furious that they got to go to any pride you. celebration before I could go to Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> How did you tell them? I I think I told them a couple of days after I got home from like a six-month gap year. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. You found yourself. Classic finding overseas. myself. Yeah. And yeah, I remember coming back from, from Europe and in the span of like three days, I had just told like every single person um, in my life. And I remember the morning very vividly when I came out to my parents. I was like pacing back and forth upstairs. I was on the phone with my cousin who had like come out when he was like three yeah. <laughs> just splitting and dipping out of the womb yeah. like bah. Yeah. yeah so I was like okay I- I'm gonna join you soon just give me yeah. like 15 me, years yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and he was just like go down rip it off like a band-aid rip it off like a band-aid yes. and I walked downstairs and I was just like mum dad I have something to say and mum was like oh, you're pregnant like you got someone pregnant and I was like no a little bit different um and then I just remember just blurting it out I was like oh I'm gay I'm gay um and then it's it's they let it kind of uh, settle in for a while and then they were so supportive straight away and but then a few days later mum actually called me crying and I think it had finally hit her um, and she was just kind of like I'm so sorry that you felt like you couldn't be your true Aww. self and I'm sorry that you know you felt like you couldn't tell me and so you know I think it had just realized her like what I'd kind of gone through to get to the point of being able to come out um so that was that was a really beautiful moment yeah that is so gorgeous and then she brought you a bit <laughs> yes so then and then like the, Wait, fo- what? the following week my parents sit me down and they're like <laughs> at, the, at the time I was still living at home I was like 19 in a single bed mm. and they were like Lou um, we want to get you a, a queen or a, a double bed just so you can um, feel like you can bring boys home. Oh 
my god, parent of the year. Are you kidding? I know. And then just imagine them yeah. two Amazing. months later being at New York Pride. Wow. Yeah. They like, are I am so unbelievably lucky. Like they yeah. are the most incredible parents in the world. They're hosting a viewing party this Saturday back at home in Melbourne. Oh, All the yes. aunt, un, uncles and aunties are coming from like rural Vic to, to come and watch the party. So oh it'll God. be so sweet. That's amazing. I'm a beautiful family. I'm yeah. very lucky. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have some really um, hectic coming out stories. And, and in terms of like their journey, understanding their identity and sexuality, mm. there are so many highs and lows and it can change, like, you know, throughout because it's, it's constantly learning. You know, you might be fluid as well. You might be changing your mind about things have you it sounds like you've had like a pretty positive like um moment I guess with it but like have you ever had those like moments of doubt or like any sort of like lows that you really had to like be like fuck okay I've got to introspect here I mean thinking back I genuinely think my own worst enemy was myself Mm. and the the only barriers that I kind of needed to circumnavigate with the ones that I had created for myself in my own head, purely because I'd grown up in an environment that didn't have the visibility, didn't have the representation. Like Instagram wasn't the way it was today. Mm. And like no one in my area or school was out. And so it just felt so isolating that I'd kind of built up, you know, these fears in my mind. Mm. Um, And I guess when it comes to my family and friends, they've done nothing but prove me incorrect (laughs) based on my fears. But Look, I just even feel like still at at 28, I'm constantly trying to unlearn the things and the fears that I had built up in my mind as a teen, Mm. constantly trying to unlearn and, you know, um, but so no, like I really haven't had difficult times. I mean, sure, people might say stuff on the internet, but like that goes, comes with the territory of, you know, having your life online. Well, speaking of, I think for a lot of people who live regionally, you know, you're in Melbourne, you fly, you've lived in Sydney, like there are really huge queer communities in both those cities. But, you know, for people who live regionally, it's harder. And like, that's something that we've spoken a lot to our like listeners about is like trying to find and build community when you are just coming out. Mm. Uh, but yeah. you are so like visibly online. Was Does Instagram and TikTok and having that presence help you build like a family and a community online as well? Yeah. I mean, oh my God, like how lucky are we to be, look, social media can have its downfalls yeah. as, as we can all attest to, but yeah. like, in terms of its positives, like the the community that you're able to foster is unbelievable. Like back in the day when I was probably like year 10, year 11, like 15, 16, 17, the only way that I could find potential role models was I would type came out on Google News, the Google News tab, and then it would just come up with like any recent articles about any notable figures that had come out. And from there, I'd be able to be like, oh, okay, cool. I can follow along with their journey. But that was the only way that I could find figures who had come out. Wow. Which is so yeah. different now yeah. to kind of Instagram. But I, that's what I would do every night. I would just Google coming out stories on Google News. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's amazing now to even just like receive DMs from people who, you know, are thinking about coming out or it's so incredible to know that th- like the kids growing up today, it's very easy to find role models mm. in your area, especially Melbourne and Sydney, mm. to kind of relate to. I think that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Any like advice maybe if anyone's listening now and who's maybe didn't grow up with like a beautiful gay cousin who was there to help you mm. through that, like would there be anything you want you would share, like I guess, for anyone? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that I always kind of start off with is um, don't feel 
pressured with time. Like, you know, everyone is on their own journey and you have all the time in the world to kind of sit back and let the feelings kind of simmer and, and see how you feel. There is no rush. Um, there is no timeline. There are no rules. But as we're kind of talking about with social media, it's so beneficial that the world is now at your fingertips mm. because... Yeah, I would say that even if you're questioning or you just have questions, it's about just searching on Instagram or TikTok. And I, I swear to you, it won't be that hard within like one minute to find like five or six people in your area, in your city, mm. and just follow along with their mm. stories, absorb things, ask questions. Um, but I would say, yeah, fi find your role models or people who kind of inspire you online. And I feel like that's a great kind of place to kind of see yourself in other people. So, because yeah. I feel like when, when you're coming to terms with, you know, being part of the LGBTQ community, it is quite an isolating experience. You just feel alone. So the biggest step or piece of advice is to just find some people who have similar experiences so you, you just feel less alone. You yeah, know? I love that. And also like, you know, bringing that, community out of the online world like some, with something like Mardi Gras is so mm. exciting and important because you see in the flesh you see ass you see titties you see, <laughs> you're like oh my god my people like they're not even just like on a chat screen like and I think that's important people are fucking in an alleyway oh Whoa. my god yes that's the visibility work that we mama need. <laughs> <laughs> the visibility we need yes. oh. now that's representation thank you <laughs> okay speaking of fucking oh um, yeah we, Pip and I saw that you posted a TikTok. So you're single. You posted a TikTok that you and your friends made a pack that you would try uh. and date someone new every month, but you had to meet them in real life. I really want to talk about this because um, Pip and I always talk to people on the hookup about like how much we hate the apps and how we want to organic hoe and just meet people in real life. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you like set yourself this goal. So publicly, mind you. Yeah. I know. Destined you were like, to fail. yes, this is going to be so easy. Um, what happened? <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. My friend Hannah and I, shout out to Hannah, we love her. We were drunk in, in December and we were kind of having a similar discussion and we were just feeling exasperated um, with the dating world at the moment. And I think from, from our perspectives, we were like, you know, the dating apps, often it's like you match with someone and then, the, then there's some small talk and it fizzles and no one's really inspired. And then it's like, okay, what's the other alternative? And it's like, well, I mean, social media, do we really want to be like... Sliding in. <laughs> yeah, you know, which like, we do love a slide yeah, in. We, we love, love a slide, slide in. in. So then we're like, okay, what do we do? Well, shit, I guess we have to like actually ask people out in... Sorry, I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't even say it. In, per in person. You've got this, babe. <sighs> it's sickening. It's, it's, it's you are, it makes you want to throw up. Look at me. You're so brave. You are so you brave. You are the bravest soldier in this room. Thank you. And God gives his... Well, are you? Because you didn't do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> take it back. Well, take it back. So then I was like, fuck, I have to post it online because I just need to hold myself accountable because I won't <laughs> fucking do it. Um, and so then, you know, one week rolled around. The second week of January rolled around. The third week. And then, yeah, a couple of days before the end of January, I texted Hannah. I'm like, have you done it? And she was like, no, uh, have you? Oh. I was like, no. You should have scrambled to the closest cafe and just been like, you. Barista. I, you, me. Let's, let's go. go. It's just like, I knew that, uh, look, I have social anxiety on the best of days. So I knew yeah. that it would have been hard, but to actually set myself that goal and then to be out in public settings, it truly made me 
appreciate people who have gone up to strangers or like started talking to a stranger and being like, hey, like here's my number or something. Yeah. Because, oh my fucking God, I do not think I could literally do it. No. Do no. you have like a preferred location to try? Like, because I mean, it sounds like what you haven't tried much grind at all. Grinder 4 a.m. Well, not Grinder 4 a.m., babes. I mean, in oh, organic in ho- like gym. Land. What about the gym? Well, someone did actually ask me out at the gym. <gasps> Um, what did you think of that? I I really I respected it. Like I, if someone asks me out in public, I I really respect it. And we went out for for a drink and and it was cute. But I I just don't have it in me to go up to someone else. I I can't even talk right now. I'm I'm getting hot flushes. <laughs> you actually are. You're like shaking. This is real. This is actually real for yeah. you. And then there's also that added layer of like I like I don't know if you're straight or not. Like and uh. to avoid. That awkwardness, I just wouldn't. True. I'm like, there are layers to this. Yeah. Like, that's a bit hard to know. Yeah. Especially if you're in North Side (laughs) Melbourne. Fully. Like, everyone's North Side. You know how they say it's like gay or European? It's like gay or North Side. You don't know. Yes. Um, So, in those moments, I I will just prefer to um, sit back in silence for sure. Now it's time to do hookup hot take. What is your. Hot take. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giggling already. Um, my my hot take is I am obsessed with gay TMs. Wait, as in along the the street, along. So we're talking about like in Paddington, yeah. like so Mardi Gras, gay rainbow, rainbow washing. Type. Every every Mardi Gras season, there's a few gay TMs that pop up. Yes, your normal ATMs, but then they put a bit of rainbow around it. They bedazzle it, and they they call it a gay TM. And obviously, it involves you know <laughs> partnerships with with banks and all of the pink washing and everything that happens with that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I sit back and I just go, "Whoa, gay TMs. That's kind of fun." <laughs> Okay, I know this is a brand and I'm not endorsing that. This wait, at it's all. not a brand. No, wait for it. There is a brand I'm about to say. BW Yes. They do that on Oxford Street as well. BW Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Because for but me, I don't endorse it. Because there's always a debate around Mardi Gras and Pride events where people go, fuck rainbow washing. Yeah. It's so tokenistic. But yeah. your hot take is like, I kind of love it. Yeah, I just, I kind of live. And I, <laughs> I, I sit back and I go, 100%, I hear, um, you know, everyone's arguments against, like, corporate pinkwashing, et cetera. Um, and, like, you know, not supporting the queer community all year round. I hear you. I see you. I'm listening to you. But just the imagery of, like, a straighty 180 bloke withdrawing 200 bucks on a Saturday night from a gay TM is just nothing short of fabulous to me. And what a beautiful world we live in where something like that can happen. Yes, I'm, I'm That's you. actually pretty spicy I'm like, as a take. Like, I yeah. wasn't expecting it. It's a spicy take, but I'm here for but it. But I know that you love a pun, clearly. You love a little marketing ploy. I, th- I think it's so that. fabulous. I think it's so chic. You won me over with the straight guy withdrawing <laughs> yeah. cash. Like, imagine yeah. a line of people yeah. just lining up at the gay TM to withdraw like 30 bucks. Yeah. Sorry, loving 2024 at the moment. This next little game we like to play is an old school chatterbox you might remember from your primary school days. So I'd like you to pick an image. Let's go the vagina. I'm going to say pussy because it's shorter. <laughs> P-U-S-S-Y. Choose a colour. Sure. Yellow. Y-E-L-L-O-W. Pick a colour again. Yellow. Oh, double up the yellow. 
What's I going to say? Go piss girl. Go uh, piss girl. <laughs> <laughs> this question is best fuck of your life. Oh, so spice. <laughs> so in my mind at the moment, I'm kind of just, I'm debating how spicy I want to get. Give it to us, babe. Give it to us. This is for you, ABC. Um, I love that this is part of my press tour for Mardi, Mardi Gras this week. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. You can do it. Ah! <laughs> I've never been this vulnerable before. I'm loving this. Um, so I discovered something last year that I think is really fun and people need to talk about it more. And it involves when I was away in Europe. Yeah. So it's like, don't, you know, let's not read into it too much because yeah. Europe me is a different me. Different girl. Right. Yeah. Travel, yeah, anyone travelling. Yeah. Back in Melbourne, I have my feet you on the ground. Her. You I'm, don't know her. I'm not being so silly. Yeah. Who is she? Yeah. But if you see me on the beaches of Nice, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a beautiful menage a trois with this couple. Oh, and know. it kind of got me thinking, people need to do it more if you're single, is to have a menage a trois with a couple because all eyes are on you. The unicorn. Exactly. Yes. Like heading into a threesome, if everyone is single, I feel like, you know, you might have some social anxiety. That's the theme of today. And being <laughs> like, what if like they're, they're just fucking and I'm in the corner, like, do you want some sliced oranges? Like that kind of vibe. <laughs> Will I be left out? Mm, yeah. But when you fuck a couple... You're the fresh meat. You're the star of the show. You're the shiny baby. Toy. All eyes on me in the center of the room, just like a circus, pretty Spears. <laughs> um, and from there, it just opened my mind to the joys of having threesomes with um, couples. I oh, I love that. that. So, yeah, and because it was nice as well, it was fun. I felt flirty. Yeah. And so I would say, I don't know if that's like the best experience, but it's, it's definitely up there. A memorable one. I thought you were going to go like, I thought you were going to say yeah. piss play. I, I thought was like, you were going to be like, yeah. scat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, we've heard it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really, we've honestly, heard it all. Yeah. You'll be shocked. So no, like, I, I, they took turns fisting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they didn't. No, didn't. Queen behaviour. You're like, no, mind I if didn't. I queen out over here? Yeah. Okay, so we can watch you. ABC, Saturday night. 7.30. Oh, on iView Front as well as live. Yeah. That's Follow right. you on Instagram, obviously. Yeah, go to town. Um, can you please drop your at for the people? Sure, um, at Lewis Hansen. On TikTok and Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Just like just just type it into the search bar, like sure it'll pop up. Oh and of course, you are now co-hosting as of April. Uh, Everybody has a secret. The podcast. You were like a semi-regular, but now you're in the hot seat full time. I know. We've gone from seasonal to weekly, and it will never end ever. <gasps> yes. Um. And so yeah, that comes in April, and I'm so excited. Yay! Also, did you just tell us a secret? Like that wasn't you haven't told anybody. I have never told anyone about the threesome. <laughs> Oh, we could we tell. We it. could tell. Stole it from your <laughs> show. All right, Lewis, we love you. Love you. Thank you Thank for having you. me. Have the best time on the weekend, and we can't wait to see the pictures Thank and you. watch you on screen. And see your outfits. Yes. We're going to work hard, but we're going to play hard as well. Yay. Oh, obviously.